Um, would somebody at the back shut the door, please? begin with a deliberate breath together, having a nice breath in. However your night has been, <laughs> breathing out, <clears throat> whether it was a good night, a bad night, nice dreams, horrible dreams. You'd be lucky if you had any dreams. However the morning has been so far, the work period or the having a walk, let the out-breath kind of dribble down the back of your spine and you're here now. Remembering your... what brings you here. Despite what can sometimes be at the surface of the liking and disliking of porridge or coldness or this or that. Let yourself remember what doesn't always call so loud, but nonetheless brings you here. Whether you express it as you're caring for yourself and the world, however you express it. So we're gonna <clears throat> use this morning we have a marvelous three hours to explore, reflect on, practice, immerse ourselves in, deal with the hindrances to get windows and lenses into this quality of metta, of friendliness, friendship. Friendship, how does the word land? Just take a breath. We've all got history with the word friendship, right? Just breathe with that friendliness, friendship, friend. From all of our history and the forays in the playground and the joys and struggles and strife of that whole realm of growing up. Friendship. And as we cultivate this quality called metta in the tradition, it's not just about people. It's about people, it's about animals, it's about beings, it's about phenomena, it's about pain, it's about having friendliness to my knees, to my pain in the knees, to my tricky stomach to my resistance, friendliness to my aversion, friendliness to my spacing outness, my tiredness, friendliness to whatever condition I appear in right now. So irrespective of the object, we can cultivate friendliness. This love, this kind of love, is understood not as the opposite. You know, we get in our culture very opposite, you see the love and hate. You know, four spaces in your knuckles for a tattoo on each side. I remember the guys down the market, love on one side, hate on the other side. Right? It's not that kind of love that's trying to push away the difficulty, that's trying to ignore and make nice of things that simply are not. This kind of love that the Buddha is pointing to, which maybe you know for yourself or maybe you do not know yet, is a love that is not overwhelmed by dis-ease and aversion and hatred. It's bigger than that. It's indestructible. It's not a splitting of the world into day and night. 
It's a love that encompasses, is bigger than, is not overwhelmed by what may arise in this human and animal world of ours, which is variable, right? This kind of friendliness is robust. But as we grow it, as we cultivate it, rediscover it, let it deepen and broaden, we will at times feel the tenderness of it, the green shoots of it that need protection in a place of practice such as this. But this is where we're heading. What it's got going for it, well, maybe it's obvious, (laughs) it's got a lot going for it. And the Buddha says quite simply, if we cultivate this, it makes us content. So even if we don't care about things and people, probably we want to be content. <laughs> There's a relationship between our relationship with things and people and being content. We're less prone to difficult mind states when this meta reaches a certain threshold. Apparently, and I think there's still studies being done, but it also raises the melatonin levels. Friendliness in the heart raises the melatonin levels. And even though they didn't have whatever kind of uh, machines you need to measure that back in the day of the Buddha, it's written in the commentaries that it uh, allows you to sleep better. Now, it doesn't mean you're all going to sleep perfectly tonight, or that if you don't sleep, it means you're not friendly. Not at all. Not at all. Because we're all working with all whatever other physical conditions or hormones or whatever else is in play, right? But it can increase the melatonin levels. And we all like to be met with friendliness, real friendliness. We grow better, we learn better without hostility around we thrive better, we unfold better, we're more likely to be able to be honest, we're more likely to be able to own our stuff in an atmosphere of friendliness. We're more likely to be able to be ourselves, and as we can be ourselves, we can unfold, we can unpack, we can take the wrappings off and let our deeper nature shine forth. And on a meditative point of view, just finally one thing. Um, It's written, if he cultivates metta, if she cultivates metta, if she is content in this way, the mind can more easily concentrate. When we're content, we breathe out. Whereas a little bit more wholeness, we we have we don't need to be so distracted. So let's cultivate metta for your benefit and each other's benefit. <coughs> Two more short things before we begin. Um, when we turn to these beautiful qualities, and today it's the friendliness, sometimes the opposite arises. So if when I'm speaking this morning or you're practicing this morning, you notice everything but friendliness, it's not a mistake. Um, So that's the territory of aversion. I don't like. No, I will not have this. And any of you ever know that territory? Some, Some of us know it more than others. Aversion, anger, ill will, just wishing wishing not well for ourselves, wishing horrible things for each other, right? The opposite of metta. Don't make yourself wrong for that. It's like the, the field of intention towards friendliness may sometimes draw up that dross to the surface. Don't make ourselves wrong or judge ourselves for that. The metta too can go, oh, look, wow, aversion. Can I welcome that? Right? So it's we're wider, we get bigger, we touch, we embrace, and we widen around the aversion, the resistance. Sometimes you'll feel the resistance in your body. Oh, I don't like this. I want the bell to go. It's had enough. I, I hate Guy House. Okay, here it is. Oh, yeah, I know this. I recognize this. Can I include this? Can I let an affectionate breath? travel through this terrain of my hardened body 
and breathe out. So that's enough. I'm might before we sit. There's some some meditative pieces I want to look at. Maybe Jai, would you lead us in five minutes of movement just to help us find the sitting posture? So inviting you um, to stand up. And coming into your feet and finding a place of groundedness and balance and maybe taking a deep breath in full breath in and a deep exhalation letting out any stagnant air that's there and doing this another couple of times in your own time beginning to let your breath soothe and fill your body and then we'll do some uh, what I was taught as being radiant body breathing which I find a nice concept to hold in mind so allowing your arms to float out up to the sides with the backs of the hands leading and as your arms come up letting the lungs fill with air and then the palms turn towards the body and you absorb the energy down into the body and you can sink a little in your knees and then breathing in and out and letting this movement be soft and fluid And you can make it as small or as large as is suitable for your body this morning. So even just picturing the movement in your mind's eye, if it's not something suitable for your body. Allowing yourself to fill the space around you. Completing the next one, settling on the out-breath. Pausing for a moment at the end. And then reversing the direction. So letting the palms overlap in front of your belly. It's not touching each other, but it's having them in front of you. And then letting the arms come up the center of the body. Breathing in and releasing. Breathing the energy in up the center of the body. And releasing. So finding your own rhythm with your own breath. Taking one more round. And then stopping, settling. And then we'll just do some gentle movements, letting the arms float up as if through water to about your shoulder height and then sink. And you, again, you can rise and sink in the knees if that feels something that you want to do. So letting your whole body be involved in this movement, settling. So 
So inviting this sense of softening, of sensitizing yourself to your body with kindly, affectionate awareness. Breathing in and settling. And then pausing at the end of this one. And just taking a few deep breaths as if into the belly. And you can use your hands to suggest the movement of the air. Expanding as you breathe in. Settling as you breathe out. So breathing in to the lower belly. And breathing out again. Completing the next one and then just placing the hands on the lower belly for a moment, gathering your energy here. Settling. Receiving. And then in your own time finding your way back to sitting. So in friendliness meditation, we have an intention. And what makes it meditation is that we keep applying that intention. Right? You might have a friendly thought <clears throat> once in a while, but we keep coming back to it. We make that the point of our practice. <clears throat> and in that way, we can deepen. So the metta, the friendliness, can become something that we can deepen with as we stay steady through all the distractions and all the other things that assail the mind, we stay steady and this is what allows something to concentrate and deepen. So have a breath. Uh, we'll do, I'll break this into two contemplations for us as we're beginning today. So let the hands be soft or invite them to softness. Some, for some of us, it takes many years of safety and trust to let the hands soften. Um, if you're not comfortable on the floor, come into a chair right now. You don't have to struggle overly with the body for this practice. And there are a few free chairs. There's one here at the front. There's a couple at the sides. Please do pop up into a chair right now if you need that. I'll just leave a minute for anyone who's struggling with their body on the floor. So, the first reflection is called being gazed upon with eyes of love. And I'm going to guide you into imagining that you are the object of the gaze of someone whose love you trust. And I'm going to ask you first to um, choose someone. You may not even know them. I'm going to give you some options. You might be thinking, I don't know who that is yet. But just take a moment. Please, at this point, don't choose someone who's close in, like a family member, even if they are very loving. Don't choose an intimate other yet. We'll get there. I'm thinking more along the lines of a universal figure, an archetype, 
of someone whose gaze you trust. So it could be um, a universal figure, a world figure like the Dalai Lama. Have you ever seen his eyes? If you have this kind of light, friendly gaze, which he seems to be able to bestow even upon those who cause harm. It may be if you have uh, some other spiritual heritage, like for some people, the eyes of Christ, or may it might be an archetypal, for example, you can dream up this gorgeous grandmother figure who has seen everything. She's been through it all. And all that's left in her eyes is kindness. It may be a saint or some of you have relationships with saints or gurus, for example. If there is no human, dead or alive, that fits this bill, because humans always have their tricky part, right? Um, for some people, imagining the, the sun, the solar, the radiant orange sun, who, when the clouds are dispersed, unconditionally shines on you. Just that, it's like that gaze, it's like you're completely included. Your, your hands, your face, your depth of your heart, all of you is touched by that gaze. Maybe a teacher you've had, if you've been fortunate enough to have an uncomplex relationship with a figure whose function really was simply to love you. But not all of us have had that um, or recognized that. So choose someone a little more universal. And if you can't think of anyone, go with the sunshine for now. It's a good one. All of us want to be held in this kind of regard. Right? It's where we grow, it's where we relax. And to be held in this gaze or so, here's another chemical correlate, it increases <laughs> the oxytocin levels when we receive the gaze of love. want you to take a moment to bring this being as if you're in a room with them or as if you're outside with the sunshine, maybe laying on the grass. Or you're in the presence of this grandmother who has been stripped back to pure love. That's all that's left of her. And she or he or whoever is the figure has you in their gaze. And they are breathing with you. They see you. And take a moment to feel your way into that territory, your body sitting here or lying there, receiving this unconditional inclusion. Every bit of you, your tight jaw, your troubled heart, your noble aspiration, and it lets you breathe. They see you, and you see that you are seen. Can you let their gaze, their effortless gaze, they're not trying hard to love you. They're not just being nice. 
they see you, they see through the struggles and the beauty to the depth of who you are. They see, despite sometimes a thousand clouds obscuring you, they see your radiance. And they breathe. And you see that you are seen. sustaining the image. Look at them. And in their gaze, they communicate. what they recognize about you. They gaze like waves through the air, slowly touch and permeate the shell around your heart. the defenses on your back, the tightening in the belly, but only in your time. These waves do not require you to soften. They love you in your defenses and your shell and your shame. And they bathe you. If the water of their gaze doesn't permeate, it trickles and falls like a fountain over you, caressing you and requiring you to be none other than you are. and breathing. And the waters that are lapping at your shore are gentle. And they remind you that you are completely loved in spite of the million reasons why you think you shouldn't be. That all the things we think we've done wrong or omitted to do, they look like surface waves to this one who gazes who knows you more deeply because they know themselves. Because they've seen it all. And the gaze keeps coming effortlessly like the sun shines, not because it's trying to be nice, it's its nature. Staying steady with the gaze. Breathing 
And even if you feel like a stone statue or a melted puddle, we stay with the intention which bears fruit in time. You don't have to be feeling a particular way. The meditative part is to stay steady. Sense your bum on the seat. Let the hands relax. And maybe you can see in their gaze the wish for your happiness. This one wants the best for you. It says, May you know peace, dear one. May you know the peace of release. just as I have had to learn. It says, may your cells of your body be able to breathe out in safety. May you never have to look over your shoulder in fear of your life. May you never have to look over your shoulder in fear of violence. May you never have to tense your belly in fear of arrows of the judgment of yourself or others. May your belly, your animal soft belly, be able to relax in safety. And it says, may your bones be able to breathe out. And it says, may all the muscles around your bones that can hold on so tight sometimes in fear or in the ways we have to try and make ourselves big or small, May the muscles around your bones and all the ways you hold on in your own time, may they know release. And may slowly you be able to trust the radiance of what you are that lies sometimes obscured under the holding. And it says, I see you. I see you through the struggles and the aspiration and I see the beauty of what you are. I see all the ways that everything that you've done has been a way to try to understand happiness, has been a way to try to know peace. Through all the tricky efforts you've made, I see it. And now I invite you to rest. <coughs> to let your fingers soften. To let your jaw relax. It's taking a couple of minutes in silence to stay steady with any one aspect of this reflection that has had any meaning for you. <coughs> it may be that you love to, and you can see the gaze coming towards you, 
or the sun and the heat softening you. It may be one of the phrases, may your bones be safe, dear one, how you would long for a safety where you could rest deeply on the earth, know your place, not have to make excuses for ourselves or try so hard to be someone. Maybe it's just resting. Maybe you notice that in this gaze, your body in the image, see what your body wants to do in the image. Do you want to curl up in their lap? Do you want to lay down in front of them? Do you want to beckon them over to look into your heart so that it gets seen and met the places you haven't yet seen and met? Do you want to embrace? Do you want them to massage your back? Take this moment, because it won't be like this all weekend. <laughs> this is when you've got them. See what you're inclined to do. What is the instinct of your body want to do here with this benevolence? Maybe you're feeling aversive and you want to run away. Let yourself run away. But see that they're still holding you in their gaze. Maybe you want to purr. Maybe you want to bark. What does your body want to do? Daring to let yourself be seen. Staying steady. If the mind gets distracted, it's okay. That too can be seen in that loving gaze. And breathing out. And returning, just for a few more minutes.
gently bringing the body and the mind into the field of this gaze, this sunshine. Even if you're ambivalent, many of us can be ambivalent with love. Bring your ambivalence. You come as you are. <clears throat> come with your longing, come with your ambivalence, come with your aversion, come with your love. Come with your distractedness. Come with your pain. Come with your beauty. Because that's all that's left with this grandmother. Come with your despair. Come with your sparkle. Come with your exhaustion. Lay it down in her lap. Come with your anxiety. Come with your luminous, radiant heart. There's enough room in his gaze. And for the last couple of minutes, just follow the image. Maybe you guys stay still together, or maybe you lay something down in her lap. <coughs> or maybe something else. Trusting the meaning of where your longing takes you. Bring your unworthiness.
and bring your preciousness. Bring your stillness. Bring your simplicity. Bring your rage. And bring your deepest aspiration. And he says, whether you understand it or not yet, my love, I will always be gazing upon you. Come back here whenever you want. So if you need to stretch your arms or legs, just do that, and then I'll give you a little reflection. If you need to change posture, if your knees are sore, go up on a chair. Please do. You don't have to struggle. If you've done like lots of vipassana practice in the past, we get you to work with your body pain, but we're not going to do that right now. So. And check out your head and your neck. So friendliness is um, the Buddha describes can go into measureless proportions, extraordinary, unbounded proportions. But it's also something very simple, right? So it's like that. It, it's like the gesture. You know, when sometimes a child who's in good shape, if, if they go to the countryside, or maybe they live in the countryside, they see a horse. Like, like I say, a five-year-old one who's not feeling scared that day, let's say. They see a horse, and there's this natural wish. You see it, and maybe you have it too. You pick up some grass and offer it. Right? Yeah, you might be a little bit scared if you're like me and you come from South London. But, 
right? But there's something that wants to offer and doesn't expect something in return, right? It's like, I recognize you're a soft, one of these creatures like me that needs to eat stuff, right? And there's that gesture of offering. So if that's a useful image, it, it's that simple. It's that offering and extending. And in the practice, we go wider and wider beyond who we naturally might have affinity for. Right? So more later. I wonder how you're doing this morning. Have a breath. Take a moment just to check in with yourself. Check in and find out how's the heart-mind doing right now? How's this, what in the tradition we call the chitta, this sensitive, the sensitiveness of what we are, that which can resonate with life, can resonate with music, can feel things sharply, can not want to feel things sharply, that can sometimes be open, that can sometimes be closed. How's that doing right now? Let's, let's hear the odd word, call out a word, if you like, of the, the weather in your heart right now, whatever it's like. It doesn't have to be lovely, but it might be. Any word that comes to mind right now. Pop, softening. Anybody else? Tender? Dozy? Steady, sorry. I'm reminded of Samna Garvankal, a man here, it's what he wants to hear and disregards the rest. I heard dozy. Steady? Anything else? Any tiredness, few nods, any aversion, it's allowed, you know. What else? Let's hear another couple of words. Tentative. Tentative. Unsettled, thank you. Okay, what I think we'll do now is do the chant, actually. Yeah, so we have... um, I'll just tell you about it, and then Jaya and I will hand them out. Um, we have two chants, but we'll begin this morning with the reflections on universal well-being. It's, it's in English, um, and it's the intention. So one thing about meta practice is that it rests on intention. Doesn't mean you have to feel great. Doesn't mean you have to be full of radiance. It's that we stay steady with the intention that we wish well. We wish well, even if actually right now I feel like going to bed, putting the world away, calling it quits for this lifetime. Even if I feel that, I wish well for myself and for you. That I can rely on. That's something trustworthy. That leads onward. So we come back to that intention again and again and again in the practice, whatever we're feeling. And at times we may feel radiant and, we, and that's beautiful and we deepen in that. But the intention, the Buddha says, you can always rely on intention. All kinds of things may happen in your life, but you can come back to the intention. This is something wholesome, and this is an in- a wholesome intention. So reflections on universal well-being, and when you get it, you'll see that it's, um, it's uh, written, <laughs> it's typed, and there's little triangles on some of the words. Some triangles point up. And some triangles point down. And that's the extent of our melody for this one. <laughs> right, we'll start with the, the plain singing so that we can really concentrate with the um, intention. It's a really beautiful intention. And then we'll do that before the walking.
So the one on the other side we'll do another time. Just watch your mind if you go, oh, that looks more interesting. I'll just do the other one. <laughs> Have you got that, anyone got that kind of mind? <laughs> I want to do that one that's called boundlessness. Right. This is universal well-being. So we stay steady with the intention. Through, we will be doing this through the day, staying steady with different intentions because this bears fruit in time. It's like gardening. You kind of keep planting. Keep planting, keep planting. Put the sun on, put the rain on. Do you want to lead us in this, Jaya? So it's, it's got... Oh, you can tell us what else. What else? Well, what else do we need to know right now? Have you got any of the where you pause on the... Um, mm, uh, I think it will become self-evident from doing it, really. I mean, mainly you pause where there's a comma. Um, I'll, so I'll, I'll just chant the first line where it says leader and then that will give the pitch and then we can just all join in. And um, we'll be really great at this by the end of the retreat. <laughs> now let us chant the reflections on universal well-being. May I abide in well-being, in freedom from affliction, in freedom from hostility, in freedom from ill-will, in freedom from anxiety, and may I maintain well-being in myself. May everyone abide in well-being, in freedom from hostility, in freedom from ill-will, in freedom from anxiety, and may they maintain well-being in themselves. May all beings be released from all suffering, and may they not be parted from the good fortune they have attained. When they meet with joy or sorrow, may all beings know a peaceful heart. May we all abide in well-being, in freedom from hostility, in freedom from ill-will, in freedom from anxiety, and may we maintain well-being in ourselves. And just sense if there is any effect from the chant. So one thing in our practice is we apply the mind, we apply the mind with the chant, we sustain and sense the effect. doesn't have to be a particular effect, but we stay steady and know if it brings up aversion, if it brings up questions, if it brings you into sweetness. Know what's here. Right. Or if it touches you a little bit, 
or it makes you want to run from here like crazy. Right? Just know. Know your heart. Because one of the skills in practice is to stay current enough with ourselves that we know what's going on rather than what we think's going on. So we have a half an hour walking meditation and what we would like to ask you to do is, I think it's not raining, is it raining? Is go outside or if you need to be inside for health reasons, um, we have a walking room, walking meditation room just next door here. Um, if you haven't been in yet, yet, you can have a look, but we have a, a guy in there. We have a skeleton in there, a real one, which I won't get into now, but that might seem a little strange in a, a friendliness retreat, but actually he'd seen a lot too, really. So you can just acknowledge him at the side. I'll say more about him later. But just not that you don't get a shock if you go in there and wonder what he's doing there. Um, he has a place in our practice also. In fact, that reflection on death, in fact, that's something that we share together, right? We are, we're kind of bones underneath this animated thing for now, that we share. And that's one of the ways, that's one of the levelers where when we reflect on that, sometimes what can be left after the fear can be the kindness, like, oh yeah, like me, <laughs> like me, I'll see you there. And meanwhile, I'm going to try and love you. Um, so walk, and um, let's keep it formal for now. So take a walking path of about eight meters long if you're outside. Stand at the beginning of your walking path. Let the knees soften, like we did with Jaya in the movement. And um, pick one thing from either the gazing upon practice. So if you would like to stay with that figure or that sun, we haven't got the real thing out there, uh, obvious right now. If you want to stay with that being, stay with them, have them beside you. Maybe you can imagine yourself walking in their arms or walking beside them. I spent many hours walking up and down with the Dalai Lama in my imagination like wishing him well and him wishing me well. It was time well spent. Um, whoever you're with, if you want to stay with that, and what can support the mind to stay steady is one little phrase. You might imagine them wishing you, like, may you, may you be safe and protected, Catherine. As if I was receiving that phrase from the Dalai Lama. Because I actually don't doubt that he would want that for me, not because I'm more special than anyone else, but because I'm another one like him <laughs> that wants to be loved, that wants safety, that wants ease, that is a vulnerable little human creature on earth at this time. And if there's one phrase from this chant that struck you, oh yeah, that's my one, oh yeah. Freedom from anxiety. Have him say that. May you be free from anxiety, dear soul. And just walk up and down. Have a conversation. Stay steady. And when your mind wanders and you go, what on earth am I doing? How's this going to save the world? How's this going to sort out problems in, the, in this delicate world of ours? Keep faith with it. And you'll see if it does or not. But we can only know that by giving ourselves to something fully over time to see the effects. And then walk to the end of your walking path, turn round, check he's still there, <laughs> check the sun's still there. Maybe you get bored of the Dalai Lama and want someone else, but see if you can stay with him. He's, he's, good, he's good value. Or whoever you're with, right, whoever you're with. Stay steady with them for that half hour like as if you got the honor of that kind of meeting. Really let them. So is that clear enough? Any questions about the walking practice? Okay. So that's just until 11. The bell ringer, are you here, morning bell ringer? Great. Um, can you ring at f 
um, just before, just after five to about four minutes to. I've gone over a little bit. <coughs> and then please bring your notebooks to the next session, and we'll unpack the meta a little more and develop it. Okay. Enjoy your meeting with whoever you're with. <laughs>